Cam Adams. Welcome to the Digital Noir Presents Live from South Start. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. How's South Start been for you so far? Uh, yeah, it's been really good. I got in on Wednesday night okay. and been visited a few of the restaurants around Adelaide. It's really good. Did you get to the Africola dinner on, on Wednesday night? Yeah, that was really good. And last night as well? Last night, went down to Peel Street and yeah, the Austrade dinner at Peel Street mm. Cafe. Nice, good food at Peel Street Cafe. Mm. Have you spent much time in Adelaide previously? Or? Not really, no. I came here maybe three or four years ago to speak at MVI Flinders. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and prior to that, I visited 20 years ago. Yeah, right. Bit of change since then. Yeah. So what, what's your background? Where did you, you grow up in, in Oz? I grew up in Melbourne okay. and lived there for 27 years and eventually moved up to Sydney to be with my wife. Yeah, nice. And yeah, started working for Google there. That was around 2007. Cool. So you were working from Sydney um, for Google? Or? Yeah, working in the Sydney office. Yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, I suppose, uh, I'm sure you've been sort of telling the, the Canvas story a lot today, but I'm actually quite interested in, I suppose, your, your um, history in web and sort of, I suppose what's been happening over the last, you know, si since you know, 2007 to now. So I got into web a similar time, 2006. Um, it, I'm interested to know your thoughts on, I suppose, well, what that last decade has looked like, but then what, do, what have we got to look forward to in the future? Because I think, I think the web's almost, you know, it hasn't probably changed as radically in the last four or five years as it did, you know, in that sort of 2.0 phase in that mid-2000s. Yeah, I think when I really found the web was around the year 2000. Mm. And at the time, there's a lot of technological innovation happening around it and a realization that it was a different medium to, to what you would get in print. Yep. So there's lots of people learning about the best way to make a website, how it should actually be presented, what sort of content actually performed best on the web. Um, and I started writing a lot about that uh, over the next five years. and and gained a bit of notoriety with that. Uh, but blogging played a really big part in my career. Mm. And that's kind of why I picked it up again recently now, okay. now that uh, Canva is six years old and I've had a, had a <laughs> bit of time to step back and, and think about what we've done. Um, yeah, I think the web has, has definitely changed. I think for me, the last year or two has been interesting because people are starting to focus away from social media yep. and going back to their blogs, writing long-form articles again. Uh, and yeah, I think I really like that independent, the notion of the web being an independent publishing platform yep. and being somewhere where all sorts of different conversations can take place, not just little bite-sized tweets or liking something that, that someone's videotaped that day. Um, so yeah, I'm really keen to see that, that that publishing and independence come through again. And I think if you go back to early 2000s or late 90s, but, you know, forums and then and then, and then then blogs, like there, there was really solid communities, um, whatever niche market you're into, design or, or photography. Um, I used to, you know, spend a lot of time just, just reading long-form articles and, and, and contributing and, and actually b being in kind of what actually felt like a community. Whereas, you know, on, on, on Facebook and um, other sort of social platforms these days, it, it is just bite-sized and there's, there's no, not as much conversation happening. Yeah, I remember going even further back, mm. being on BBS oh, yeah, in BBS's the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and people, you, most of them, you didn't know their real name, you just knew their screen name, yeah, but you had know. some really great discussions with them and, and got to know them very, very deeply. And yeah, I think some, most social media kind of lacks that nowadays. I was talking to uh, Craig Swan, who, um, the director of the festival, about that, about, you know, we used to get so excited in the mid-90s to come home and, you know, log on to, to a, a, a bulletin board and, and just 
I mean, there was just something exciting about having a conversation with somebody that wasn't, you know, you know, next yeah. to you, and and you could connect with people that otherwise you you'd never be able to, and it's. It, it's kind of frustrating now. We talked about this a lot yesterday. We have these amazing tools to connect, but we're sort of lacking some of the actual human connection there. Yeah. it's uh, It's been amusing to see the rise of Slack, which is essentially an IRC client. <laughs> How interesting is that? And, uh, <laughs> you know, IRC, again, being very similar to BBSs and, and connecting with these anonymous people and now Slack just using that in an internal team sense. But isn't that interesting that you can just sort of, you know, take a product that you know exists it just looks like a, a chat room from the from the from the mid late 90s yeah. right it's like and now you know everybody's literally using it it's, it, it's a logical way to communicate i suppose in yeah. channels <laughs> yeah it's a really it's a fascinating thing and, and and part of success is about timing and being there at the right place mm. with with the right solution and the right solution doesn't necessarily have to be something totally new it can be uh an update of something that's already existed. So do you have a, an actual hands-on design background or you come from more of a theoretical? Because I know sort of you're in product management now and that's what you've been working through. But what's your what's your background? Um, a bit of a mishmash of things. So in university, I did law and computer science, okay. but put myself through university doing graphic design. Nice. Um, so kind of learned autodidactically, but no formal design uh, accreditation. But through clients taking a risk on me and <laughs> creating some really horrible stuff and learning from that, you kind of pick it up, as I think a lot of people in web design have done. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, I think uh, 20 years later, I've, I've learned a thing or two about it. Yeah, cool. What excited you about Canva when, when that sort of first uh, came onto the table? It was really exciting for me because it was an interesting technical challenge, mm. like how to create a design tool that was extremely powerful but simple to use and do that in a browser. Um, uh, the year was 2012 and, and think about the technologies back then, it was, there was still a lot to discover. Yeah. And the other key thing for me was this dem democratization of design. So I've worked a lot on creative tools over the last 20 years and helping people who previously didn't have access to stuff giving them tools to play with and discover their own creativity. And it's been amazing to see what they create with that. Mm. And Canva is very much an extension of that. Um, and being able to take something that was previously only available to 1% of the world and give it to the other 99% is incredibly empowering. And the stuff that we've seen people do with it is mind-blowing and heartwarming at the same time. I think... Uh having a design background myself it, it's been nice seeing i think the overall quality of sort of you know visual communication go up with with tools like canva available right yeah. um people can actually jump in and, and create something um with tools that are simple to learn um and also that give you some of those uh framework i suppose to actually create something that's visually pleasing as well yeah uh, yeah it's really cool so i know um, you talk a lot about and you've had experience with sort of you know launching products, and I know you talk about that the launch just being that sort of the first baby step. We've been involved with a number of app startups um, internally over the years, and it, it's often a, a really hard conversation to have with with a founder. They're so excited that they've got this their baby, and they work you know however many months to get everything off the ground, and they feel like that first day is going to be the you know the the biggest day of the career, and it, and it obviously never is. It's you know it's it's the uh, <laughs> two people download it and then the next the next couple of months is the hard slog what's your advice i suppose to, to young founders launching a product what, what what should they be thinking about early stages even before perhaps they have the uh, the product built yeah i think i mean definitely relish in the launch and it, it's an exciting moment and a really big milestone to hit but 
understand that it's that's not the finish line and that you can just kind of collapse after that you need to have the stamina to keep going after that and an understanding of how you're going to grow your audience and get people to your app because um, that's really the key part of success is connecting whatever you've done with everyone else out there in the world um, so having a, a vague understanding of how to grow your audience is extremely important if you're if you're working on an app, that might involve uh, relationships with the App Store or other partnerships that you can have to drive traffic to to download your app. If you're a website, that can include, you know, search engine optimization, organic traffic, working with social, uh, just understanding all the toolkit that you have and how it's going to apply to your product. What was some of the strategy around Canvas? So 2012, you know, it's not that long ago now, but it kind of feels like a long time in, in, in this industry. Um, was it, did, did you sort of, target design communities first or were you going out for a, a broader range of sort of business owners we definitely weren't targeting design communities because mm. they're they're not people that will use the product sure um uh our initial audience was bloggers and social media marketers yep. and we're really fortunate that those people talk a lot sure. uh, and they're very sharing and giving and wanting to help the people around them so once one of them found Canva and really liked it. They would recommend it to someone else. Uh, so we got an incredible amount of organic word-of-mouth traffic in that first year. Um, after about a year, a year and a half, we were fortunate to bump into this guy called Andre. And he joined the company and he was really strong on the growth marketing side. Okay. Um, so he put in place a really strong search engine strategy, um, a lot of content marketing as well. Yeah, cool. Um, and that's, that's generated an incredible amount of traffic for us. How big is the team now? Uh, which team? Oh, Canva. Oh, uh, Canva <laughs> as a whole, we're about yeah. 400 people all around the world. Wow. We've got roughly 300 in Sydney, uh, 100 or so in Manila, and a, a couple of people dotted around the world. How's it been, um, you know, going on that journey and, and, and seeing the team grow? And, and I don't know how involved you are sort of in the, a day-to-day -day level, um, like as a leader within the business, but it ha has it been hard to sort of maintain that level of growth from a, from a cultural perspective? It's it's always been a challenge, uh, and you have to adapt a lot as you as you go along. So, working with a team at twenty people is different to fifty, is yeah. different to a hundred, is different to two hundred, and you're constantly having to change the processes. So you can't really get comfortable and say, "Okay, we've sorted it all out now. <laughs> It'll be fine for another five years." Um, you constantly have to be doing health checks. Uh, making sure that this thing's working or this meeting that you normally have is working, that the way you do a stand-up or the way that you communicate, the vision to the team is working. Um, and we're constantly tweaking and, and also just radically changing things at times as well. It's something we've been talking about a lot the last couple of days is, is, is needing to have that, that agile mind, mind frame and a, and a curious mind so that you know, you've got time to give yourself space to sort of think outside the box, but also you know, change quickly if you have to. Um, it, especially in these industries, you know, there's no room for sort of getting set in your ways or getting set in your systems either. Yeah, I think making those hard calls to disrupt something right now for longer term gain is often a large part of, of leading a team and, and having really a, a positive impact upon the growth of the company. Mm. Um, so sometimes when you're at that point, it's difficult because you know it's going to cause a bit of pain now for the team. Like they might get broken up or have to move or change their relationships with people. Uh, but ultimately, you have to understand that it's going to help the company in the long run. Yeah, cool. Is the team in uh, the Philippines a development team or support and development? or? Uh, it's, it's a big mix. Mm. So we started off there with a small support team, mm. but 
um, quickly got to understand the skill sets that, that exist in, in the Philippines. Um, so they have really strong design talent there. We've Very got cool. a lot of graphic designers on to help us out. Uh, we also have a good marketing web team that, that build a lot of our marketing pages um, and lots of operational stuff like recruitment, uh, accounts, and um, payroll, that sort of thing. Do you get to travel a bit in your role? or? Um, we don't... Yeah, a little bit. We don't actually have to travel that much. Um, we we go to Manila quite regularly. Um, I was in Hong Kong a couple of months ago, uh, and we recently launched in China, so we, we went to Beijing for that. What what do you see as kind of uh, some of the positives that have come out of uh, you know being a business and growing in Australia? I think the the lifestyle and the ability to attract talent because of that is incredibly strong. Mm. Um, also, loyalty. Uh, okay. If you look at Silicon Valley, people tend to move around a lot. And uh, there's a figure that some the average tenure is roughly a year. Yeah, well. People will just bounce around so quickly. Um, and in, if you think of bringing someone on, onboarding them, passing on all the knowledge, getting them up to speed, yeah. that can take anywhere up to six months, sure. in which time you've got six months to actually get, get them to done. do something useful. Um, and loyalty has been an incredible part of us. We've had you know, very few people leave the company and it's helped us grow and maintain the knowledge and have people working really effectively at Canva. Cool. What, what's the future of Canva look like? Uh, it's definitely about uh, becoming the go-to creative tool for everything that you need. Um, so I personally want, anytime anyone thinks of making something, their automatic reaction is just to type in canva.com. And, and that should apply across the board for whatever it is that you want to create, whether that's a pitch presentation or a business card or a social post or even a website or a video. Cool. And do you have website making tools in, uh, available now or is that something you're going to move into? We do at the moment. They're a bit, uh, they're a bit uh, nascent at the moment. Sure. But you can, you, you can take a, a presentation and really easily turn that into a website. Yeah, cool. That's that's one of the things that we like about the platform is that you can move your designs through different mediums. So mm. you might start with a, you know, a blog post image that you're using and transfer that into a presentation, which can then morph into a website. Yeah, cool. What um, what drives you? What gets you out of bed every morning? Every morning, it's the challenge of thinking creatively about a problem and being able to, to make something that's new and unique and really solve someone's pain point out in the world. Nice. Um, and also at this scale with, with so many people in the company, um, making sure that each of them is passionate about what they're doing and you know, happy to turn up to Canva every day. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming down and having the chat. Appreciate it. You're a busy man, so um, I'll let you go. But yeah, really appreciate it. No problem. Nice to talk. Cheers, mate.